0: Hey, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to the Business Life & Coffee Show. This week, we've got a special episode for you. We have a special guest who launched a new business and is pivoting in the midst of COVID-19. And I wanted to talk to him about why he made the pivot, what are some of the values and beliefs that he's holding onto in the midst of this time frame, and some of the tips that he can have for you about whether or not now is the time to actually go into business for yourself. But hey, you know, we're in the midst of this coronavirus season and I wanna know, how are you doing? What's going on with you? What's the latest in your world? Are you still working? Are you working from home? Are you going into the office? Let me know, shoot me a message on social media. That's Joey V. Price HR on Twitter and Joey V. Price HR on Instagram. And I wanna just talk with you and see how things are going. Uh, a little bit about me and how things are going. You know, I have had so many conversations over the past week prior to recording this episode just about the, uh, I don't don't know if it's healthy paranoia, but just the paranoia that exists as an entrepreneur in the midst of COVID-19. You know, you never know if a client is going to pull back. You never know if clients are going to need more of your services. You never know if the well of opportunities are going to dry up. But as an entrepreneur, you're just wired and ingrained to put your best foot forward each day and see what the day has to offer and what opportunities it has to bring and whatever challenges present themselves you just take a beat suck it up figure out what you need to do to pivot and move forward in the direction of your dreams and that's all that we can do at this point so no matter how your business is doing at this point uh whether you're thriving whether you're surviving or whether you're on the sidelines now just know i'm rooting for you and I really wanna see you win. And I hope that you're able to take advantage of some of the uh, opportunities that the federal government has provided. If you have any questions about the PPP or the CARES Act or the Family First Corona Response Act, we have a course on our website. That's courses.jumpstart-hr.com where we will show you everything you need to know about navigating those opportunities and employer responsibilities. So without further ado, we're gonna hop into this commercial break and get right into Coffee Shop Q&A with our very special guest.
1: Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact.
0: Hey, so welcome back to this coffee shop Q&A segment on this episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. I'm joined by a very special guest this time, Mark Aliphance of Aliphance HR Law and Consulting. I met Mark recently in the midst of this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 situation and his podcast, which I want him to share more about. um, I was on his show. So Mark, could you say hello, introduce yourself, who you are, and why you're on this show?
2: Yes. First, thanks for having me on. This is, uh, I've been, uh, having you on our podcast to start out was fantastic. It was a great way to get to know you, and so I am so thankful that you're returning the favor and uh, love what you're doing in the space, and I've listened to a lot of episodes of your podcast, and uh, you've really got it wired, and I just, I love listening to it, and I think it fills a really important role in the HR and business space. Uh, my podcast is the Hostile Work Environment Podcast. I run that with Kate Bischoff, who, like myself, is an employment attorney. And what we're trying to do is bring employment law to HR in an accessible and fun way. So what what gets lost in so much that's out there is that every case, everything that drives what the law becomes is based on a story. Something happened to somebody. And the thing that happened to that somebody is usually crazy. Like it's the worst workplace stories <laughs> that you can possibly imagine. Yeah. So when we find those cases, we draw out the facts of those cases and we consider ourselves storytellers and just love then picking them apart. We shame bad employers, we shame bad actors, right? We're never looking to make light of the person who the, who's the victim or who was discriminated against, but we're always looking to shame bad employers who could do it better. Yeah. And help educate our largely HR audience on here's why the law is what it is, and here's how you can apply that. So we're trying to be educators and trying to do it in a really fun, accessible sort of way. For myself, I've been an employment lawyer almost 20 years. I've worked at big firms on the East Coast. I'm based in Portland, Oregon now. I've worked in-house at large companies uh, I've been on my own. I'm on my own again now. I'm just going back out solo. So Alifan's HR law and consulting is pretty brand new. I've worked for a nonprofit. Uh, you know, I've been a chief HR officer and an employment lawyer. And I just, uh, I have a, a passion for helping employees and getting things right and helping employers get things
0: right. And so that's basically sums it up in, I don't know, two or three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah, you nailed it. It was like, Two, three minutes, it was good. So Mark, <laughs> you, you you said a few things that I wanna kind of spend the rest of the, our time together unpacking. But first I'd like to just connect with you personally, man. How are you doing in the midst of the coronavirus situation? How's your family? Um, how have you been impacted? What's the, what's the latest in your, in your world?
2: Uh, I appreciate you asking that. Uh, I think it's something that's important to be asking everybody all the time right now. And that also goes for employees. And we'll talk about that later, I think, but we're fine. You know, it, it's an interesting world for, for all of us. For me, you know, I was looking at getting this started before my new business started before COVID hit, but I was taking my time and I had some stress about that. Already. And this just adds like a marginal layer of increased stress for me. I'm already a bit of a homebody. Like I like to get out and see friends and do stuff, but I was already about to be working from home. Now I just have my, my wife and kids are here with me all day as well, which brings with it some distinct positives and distinct negatives in terms of productivity, at least on the negative side. But it hasn't upended my world as much as many others. And I live in a beautiful place. I can still go out for walks and uh, you see me on the video right now. The sun is shining in through the window, which yeah. is so unusual for April in Portland. Uh, so we have trails behind our house. We can go out for long walks. So. All things considered, I, I can't complain too much. You know, we're staying away from everybody like everybody's supposed to. And, you know, like I said, it, it, it's fine. It's, it's a little scary. We're all scared about getting the virus. We're all scared about transmitting the virus and we should all be distancing in all, in all of those ways. Uh, some of us are obviously impacted more than others. I think it will delay in some ways starting out the, my business, but that's really secondary for me in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm fine. You know, I was prepared for a long, slow up to getting things going and working clients and finding business. This just delays it a little bit more than I had anticipated. And so, you know, I'm trying to stay positive. I, we all have our down days. I certainly have my share. But uh, all in all, I really can't complain too much.
0: Oh, that's great. And, you know, well, I don't know, but let me ask you, there's this full spectrum, right, of how COVID-19 is impacting people. On the one end of the spectrum, you have people who are totally prepared, isolated in their bubble. Maybe they're in a business that's still booming and, or maybe they're an investment trader and they're still taking profits and living their best life. But then on the other end, you have people that maybe lost a job, can't make ends meet, and are really down in the dumps because of that. And it sounds like you're, you're doing well. How do you navigate positivity in the midst of the unfortunate reality for many many Americans and many people across the country? Yeah, I
2: mean, it's a, it's a really good question. It's a hard question, and it's an easy question for me to say, I, you know, I have a privileged background, I recognize that, I, I have money in the bank, I'm fine. So what, so what I, I say, say is for me, and I can't necessarily easily apply that to somebody who's living paycheck to paycheck, who just lost their job, right? For me, what I can say is it's about finding silver linings in terms of staying positive, right? So, yeah, it it really sucks that I can't go to my wine bar that I like, you know, <laughs> anymore. and. You know, and I can't go meet friends out for a drink. I can't, you know, do those networking lunches that I was trying to to really fill my schedule with. But there are positives that are coming from this. The air is cleaner. You know, I get to spend a lot more time with my kids that, again, like I said, has pluses and minuses. But I'm actually having more of a role in their education. I'm going to I suspect there will be ways in which when life returns to normal, whether that's three months from now, six months from now, two years from now, whatever it happens to be. There. When I look back on this 10 years from now, there will be things I think about it that will be largely positive because I got to slow down and enjoy some things maybe more than I would have if life stayed the busy, crazy, hectic thing that it was. Yeah. Like I said, though, that's easy for me to say in my position and where I'm situated. There's lots of people who are so stressed and like I said, living paycheck to paycheck and really struggling. And all I can say is reach out to friends, reach out to, reach out to, colleagues, out to, reach out to colleagues, reach out, out to, to your networks, build networks, your networks uh, to the, the extent, extent you can. Help is, help is out, out there, there. Yeah, right? right. And, and that help is out is there right. in the way of unemployment. Yeah. Help, help is out, it's such, such expanded unemployment, you, you know, know, and, and there, there are other ways that you can continue, continue to make a go of things, even in the midst of what is ultimately going to be kind of such a huge economic, almost depression, you know, we all need to look out for each other. We all need to find what resources we have to help each other. And those of us who are in a position like I am and, and others, how can we be helping people when we can't be with people? Yeah. And that's the question. That's what I'm trying to think about in my spare time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, to your point, I, I definitely resonate with uh, silver linings. I mean, the slowdown of life, has allowed me to work on some of those honey do list projects that my wife has been begging me for literally <laughs> yeah. five years now to work on. And so a silver lining of seeing the joy in her eyes when, you know, the backyard is complete or, you know, we unloaded like a hundred pounds of trash, you know, of, of things we no longer need in the house. I will look back at the season of just really being, you know, there for my family and um, really questioning, well, why, why was life so busy in the first place? So I definitely resonate with you there you you mentioned that you started your business you you reloaded it why the pivot why now
2: so i um i have my last three years have been a tumultuous history and i've been pretty open about this uh maybe a little more vulnerable than other folks might be or have advised me to be, but I don't really care. I think it's important to tell our stories. You know, I've had two jobs that I got laid off from in the last three years. So in both cases, my department, um, whether that was legal or HR, got outsourced either to a law firm or to an outsourced HR company. And in both of those cases, I decided that, you know, I'd go out uh, solo on my own. The first time I did it, I had a very narrow niche. I brought on an employee I didn't have any work to start with. By the time I really started things ramping up, I had six months in paying a salary to somebody when I had no revenue coming in. It was one of the more stressful and down times in my life. I brought on too many, you know, just expenditures. I was spending on, on a lot of subscriptions and, and office space and telephones and- Those things will get you. Know, just, it, it all just really adds up. And I looked at my balance sheet those first six or eight months and it just, it was terrible. And then, and then things started looking better and I started bringing on clients, I started getting work and you know my employee ended up taking another job. He recognized he did my books, so he knew I he really couldn't hang on for too long. And so I, you know, I had a bunch of clients and one of them was a really good match and asked me if I'd come on to to lead the HR function. Uh, and so I was there for a year and a half. And in the end, it it didn't really end up being a great match. And that's something that I think all HR people can learn from and all professionals can learn from. Like it's okay if it's not a great match. And in the end, you know, they outsourced my department. It didn't come as a huge surprise to me because it was a little bit of like oil and water. We just, we weren't philosophically aligning. We weren't being open for each other. And so coming back out of that now, even before COVID hit, I was thinking, so I, you know, I have skills I bring to the table. Where are they best served? And even though I have some PTSD from the last time I went solo, I'm really excited to come back out and try it again. And this time I'm doing it from home. I'm, I'm keeping my liabilities low. So, you know, obviously I've got insurance, you know, I've got to pay for my bar dues and my bar memberships. And I have expenses that I have to take on, but I'm doing it a lot leaner. I have a lot of runway. I have clients from last time. I'm finding work already, even though I'm just starting to get out there. And so I'm feeling a lot more confident and, and happy about it. And in the end, I think it lets me, for as many organizations as I can find, bring the skills and legal background that I have and business background that I have, because I have five plus years at a large organization as the head employment council there to help recognize how do you navigate legal employment and HR risk when you have business objectives that don't necessarily align with that risk? And how do you maneuver your way between those two things? And I look at myself as a risk adjuster. I look at myself as somebody who can advise companies on here's what might happen if you get to make that call. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to tell you what your risk is if you do that. And maybe I can help you come up with a way to still achieve that business end. Yeah. And And minimize the risk. Yeah. And that's where I like to think I bring value, you know, training and getting to understand, you know, you can lower risk through training managers. That's the one of the best ways to do it and sink your time and energy in that. Right. So there's just I mean, I could go on and on and I'm not going to because it's not that long a podcast, but like that's what I bring. I have passion. I bring that to the table and helping to solve problems is just where I like spending my time and this is is the right match for that
0: yeah so mark there are people listening to this podcast now whose life may have been turned entirely upside down with either being laid off or furloughed or even being an entrepreneur and, and work drying up if someone is in the shoes that you were in when you had to make the decision to start out again would you would you say entrepreneurship is a path that everyone should pursue or what qualifications would you would you have people assess about themselves before taking that risk and striking out on their own? It's not for everyone. Um, and I still don't know always if it's for me.
2: You know, it's like we have to answer those questions and, and you, you can't you can't let the, the failures of it emotionally affect you too much. So if you if you struggle to find work after you've gone into business for yourself, how are you going to feel two months in or three months in or six months in when the projections aren't hitting where you thought they'd be in terms of finding work? And some people find that the work rolls in way faster than they expected. And for some, it's way slower. And a lot of it's luck. A lot of it's just being in the right place at the right time. Uh, but but it, can it can go either way, and so you have to be okay with a bit of uncertainty, especially when you're starting out. And one of the things I talk about, and this was so true the, the last time I did this, it you know you might find that client or that thing that generates a ton of billable hours and work for you, and maybe you have this great week and you you bill 40 hours of billable time one week, right? And Uh, And whatever however that translates to whatever business you might be starting right you find that work And then you get three calls that week saying I need you to do this thing for me Uh, Like I need you for in my world like that's I need you to do an investigation for me Mm -hmm. Right, and I'm like okay. I'm booked up today and tomorrow. How does Monday sound? Oh, no, that's too late Well, I'm available Monday. I'd love to get out there and start interviewing. No, no, we'll find someone else Thanks Mm. And then, and then monday comes and you're sitting there and you've got nothing to do. Yeah. So it's so it's, a, it's a roller coaster. It can be a roller coaster of how do you project out how you're doing? How do you look at your overall, right? Uh, you know, just kind of balance of work when one week you might work 80 hours and the next week you might work 0 and especially at the beginning it's it's feast or famine and you have to be okay with that. And I'm more okay with it this time around, just knowing to expect it, than I was the first time I tried doing this. And I was by no means not successful the first time. I was doing great by the time I took that, my, my, my most recent job. But this time I know it, I'm ready for it, and I can feel a little more balanced about it. You have to have that ability to, to let things roll
0: off you if you're going to go into business for yourself. Yeah, I agree. There's a you have to develop almost an iron stomach for all of the risk that that you take on. And, you know, you've got to know when to bend. You've got to know when to stand firm and you may not get all of those decisions right the very first time or the third time or the fifth time. But to your- You will make mistakes. You will make mistakes. Yes, yes, you will. And so, yeah, I I would agree with you. It's not for everyone, but if it is for you, I think that now is a great time to lean in because here's what I've experienced. I started my business in 2011, which was the heels of another recession. And I just started the business because I knew this is what I wanted to do. I had gotten laid off from the opportunity that I was at for a number of reasons. But I was like, there's no better time because if you can thrive in the pit of chaos and when people aren't spending as much and you can get your bones, your, your bearings about you, then you will likely flourish or survive or thrive when things are better. So if it is for you, I say start now. You don't have to go all in, but definitely get the website. Get your marketing stuff out there, start trying to get customers, get your accounting set up and just go for it. Just Go for it.
2: Yeah. The way I look at it
0: in part is,
2: you know, there's a there's so many resources out there that each state can provide small business associations uh, in Oregon. Here we have. Uh, great small business uh, office through our unemployment division uh, that can really help. And even if you're on unemployment, there's programs that if you start your own business, you can continue to receive your unemployment for the full length of the unemployment, and it's not even deducted by your earnings. You get to continue. So you should look into programs like that. Uh, How can you get assistance to get started? Uh, And there's plenty of it out there, notwithstanding that a lot of employment departments are overwhelmed right now, so maybe you don't get a, a response all that fast. But you know, if it's a question for me between you know, it's really interesting, right? Because I sat here and I saw COVID hitting just as I was about to start, and I was like, well, should I really, should I delay for a bit? Should I, no. should I wait this out for a little bit? No, no well, right. The, well, I mean, you ask yourself that question, but but even if it delays your ability to find as much work as you might have otherwise, it's still right. Five hours building a week for me is still far better than zero. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And so, so there's nothing to lose right now from trying uh, if you have the kind of, you know, willingness to put yourself out there and try. And you don't want to be too salesy. I hate too salesy. But you can put yourself out there as somebody who has something to provide. Build up your network. People will come to you over time. It takes a while to build it up. But why not start now? It's not like, you know, if you're laid off and you're at home. Again, I don't like shaming folks who are at home and and not going out and learning a new language and not going out and learning a new skill. I mean, that's great if you want to, you know, but if you have nothing else going on, it's an option. It's a thing to think about trying to do. And I absolutely agree with you that this is a good time to try it.
0: Yeah. Even in the midst of still having a relatively stable workload, I'm picking up the phone, I'm scheduling, you know, time to chat with people and get to know them over Skype, people that have been on my radar. And I'm like, well, let me just see if it's the time to introduce myself and say, hey, you know, it doesn't hurt to schedule some Skype calls or some video calls and just get to know people, because I I often say it's not what you know or who you know, it's who knows what you can do. And so you want to make sure that you are getting out there. As we kind of bring this to a close, Mark, what are some of the life lessons or nuggets that you're leaning on through this season that you might want to share and inspire people that are listening to the show or watching Watching the show. Oh, man, I think it's
2: just trying to keep my positivity real, right? Like that We can't control certain things about our lives and to let go of the things you can't control and to hang on to the things you can Right and we can all feel helpless because the world is spinning out around us uh, You know again easy to say hard to do But that's where I'm spending my energy and my focus and how can I help others try to navigate it for me? That's through business and that's through trying to be out there with my podcast with my services that I'm trying to provide, you know, how can I help businesses and HR professionals help the most people that they can in a time when a lot of them are like, I'm really not sure if I can hold on to these employees. Yeah. Right. So, so having and reinforcing all of those same, like, for example, HR, you know, tropes that you hear, right. So put the human back in HR. Well, now that's more important than ever. More important than ever. Absolutely. Great. You know, having great communication, you know, talking to more people, whether that's for your business, whether you're in HR, whether whatever it happens to be connecting with people through Skype or, you know, Zoom chats and connecting with old friends, all of those things help normalize a totally not normal situation. And so those are things you can control. Who are you talking to? How are you talking to them? Right. And try to allow yourself to let go of some of the things you can't control. And it really, we're helpless in a lot of ways through all of our lives. I think the, we have illusions of control and lots of things that we don't actually have control over. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, this is one of those times to really think about that and say, you know what? I, I can't control when I can go back out to that restaurant. I can't control that other people are losing their jobs in this situation. Of course they are. Yeah. What I can do is try to minimize that for myself and for others in whatever ways I can. And those are things I can grasp onto and help actually
0: influence and control, even if it's just a small bit, small bit. Well, you heard it, listener. These are some nuggets that will help you get through. They're helping Mark get through this time. Mark, how can people reach you? Give us your social handles. Drop your podcast again. What's your company website? Let people know how they can continue the conversation with you and why they should continue the conversation with you
2: well so i uh first of all again appreciate you having me on uh so my company is alifans hr law and consulting uh you can find uh i have a basic website up i'm still working on it but i have a basic website up at alifanslaw.com my podcast is the hostile work environment podcast we don't have a website yet it's coming soon but you can find us anywhere podcasts are generally and you know we are on social uh and I are both on sh- social. Uh, the podcast has its own Twitter account at hwe podcast. My Twitter is at uh, saladpants. Like I've got salad in my pants. Uh, it, it rhymes with my last name. It was a it was a college thing. And I'm on LinkedIn. I actually actually where I probably spend most of my time. Uh, feel free to reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. And I'm I'm always happy to talk really with anybody who reaches out about about anything, you know, business related, HR related. And I like just having conversations with everybody. And so I I welcome you to reach out. Uh, If you have funny stories, we like to share stories on our podcast. Uh, you can reach out via social for that or uh, you can email me at hwepodcast at com uh, with your stories we like to read them you can anonymize them make it so that nobody can figure out it's you but that's where we get a lot of our listener interaction and some of our best our best moments and segments of our podcast are reading the things that you the listener sends us because it's crazier than you would ever I mean I, just the stuff that we that we hear it's unbelievable oh uh, my goodness so yeah so that's
0: that's that's, that's that's where you can find me. All right. Well, this has been Business, Life & Coffee. Mark, thanks for joining the show. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for having me.